Hey everybody, this is Alex with Galveston Island Podcast. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start with our weather today. Uh, today is the 9th of July, 2020. Uh, today we have a high of 91 and a low of 84. Tomorrow we're going to have a high of 91 and a low of 83. Saturday is going to be the same. Sunday we're going to get a little warmer in the day. It's going to be more sunny, so it looks like we're going to have a sunny weekend for anyone down coming down for the beaches this weekend. Um, they are open, but there is going to be some closures on the seawall for parking. I'll get into that a little later. Uh, Monday, uh, throughout the week, is going to be about the same. High of 92, low of 84. Tuesday, high of 91, low of 84. Wednesday, high of 90, low of 83. Warm and humid. Uh, Thursday is going to produce us some thunderstorms. Uh, High of 90, low of 83. Uh, let's go. We're going to see if that holds up. I'll see y'all next Thursday. See if we can uh, pinpoint some of that weather. Uh, next weekend's going to look looking like it's sunny um, through the day. And Saturday looks like at night we're going to get some thunderstorms. Okay. Let me remind you guys that Galveston Island Podcast is brought to you by Pareto Beach. All right. Let's look at some of the surf conditions what we're going to see uh, for this weekend and uh, all the way into the week. Uh, looks like today we're going to have one foot very choppy swells. Um, we have right now uh, we have probably about 15 to 18 mile an hour uh, winds uh, coming from the southwest. Uh, looks like we're going to have that that long uh We've had a long period of this kind of persistent wind that's been going. It hasn't been ideal for surf conditions, fishing conditions, etc., etc. Uh, and it's beginning to get very, very hot. I'm sure everyone is under the same, you know, guise that is just hot as hell outside. And there's a lot that we can't do about it except stay in the AC and drink a lot of water. Okay. So throughout the whole week, it's going to be choppy. Uh, Saturday looks like the only time we're going to get somewhat flat. The wind may may die down uh, in that time, but highly doubt it. It's probably just going to still be persistent, maybe maybe at 10 miles an hour on Saturday. Uh, but mostly it's going to be in that 15 to 18 mile an hour range from what I'm seeing, uh, from what I'm reporting what has been reported to you guys. Okay. Now, I hope everybody had a lovely 4th of July weekend. Uh, I did too, but uh, we all know that Galveston and Galveston County closed all their beaches this weekend. And, you know, I wanted to explore that a little bit because I remember last time I was predicting, you know, some people going down on the island and packing in like sardines, but that didn't happen. The opposite happened. Uh, everyone generally stayed away and it was a very, uh, it was a very weird weekend to see Galveston sunny, bright, beautiful, and have the streets literally completely empty. You could have shot a cannon down, uh, see Boulevard and not hit a soul. It was pretty, pretty weird to see. Um, I know amidst this whole coronavirus stuff, uh, this is going to be something that is uh, very controversial, but, um, you know, we all should uh, take caution to uh, 
the spread because, uh, you know, it, it is a disease. We are still in a pandemic, but, um, you know, a lot of things are happening that, uh, you know, we still have some time to, to see about how deadly this, uh, virus is. You know, we are having this huge spike in cases, but, uh, we aren't really seeing a huge spike in deaths as we saw in the early months of, uh, March and April, um, when the initial shutdowns began to happen, uh, right around, uh, spring break. I know, I believe, uh, I could be incorrect, but, uh, I, I do believe that Galveston shut down the beaches around that time. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was just something that we all dealt with because uh, we really didn't understand as much as what this pandemic and the coronavirus brought to us. But um, I think we're coming to grips with uh, the death rate. And, you know, I thought was funny was uh, last week or the week before the, uh, the Houston um, hospital uh, heads got together and, you know, they said that, you know, they could handle the increase in cases and hospitalizations that were coming to uh, the Houston hospitals, even though their ICUs uh, operate at a higher, uh, higher capacity. Uh, last year, similarly, it was around 80 to 90 percent capacity and we didn't have this big pandemic. Um, so, you know, people that are needing to be hospitalized are getting uh are getting the right treatment and treatments are more effective as they were uh, previously in March and April. And I think that's important to note and important to think about moving forward um, in terms of what this is going to do uh, to our economy and how people, especially in a tourist economy, need to uh, keep moving forward and generating an income uh, to be able to survive uh in the winter months, uh, when things are very slow, especially people that rely on the summer to bring in income for them to survive. Okay. Now that we've talked about that, uh, let's go ahead and just, uh, move towards the fishing, fishing report so we can get a little break, break in. So, uh, not very good for the fishing report. Um, kind of the whole, the whole, uh, the whole theme here, has been the uh, the hot weather and the southwest winds um, limiting ever limiting everybody's fishing uh, spots and chances. Um, I mean, it has just been, you know, hey, this wind has just not stopped, and you know, it you know usually takes a front to kind of knock everything down to make it change, but you know, conditions are not positive right now. Um, uh, but we do not want a hurricane in the Gulf at the moment. Um, this is also wreaking havoc on the, uh, the, not the commercial, but the, uh, the angler's chance of going out and getting the, uh, the prize snapper because the season does end on the second. Um, and we just probably won't reach quotas. Uh, but, uh, this, these windy days just will, will keep pressuring on the fish and will limit everyone's abilities to be able to, you know, catch their limit, catch their fill, take their home, throw it on a plate, cook it, bake it, do whatever they want, fry it. And, you know, I like cooking fish. So we'll see what happens here with the weather soon. Okay. All right. Let's get back into this 4th of July weekend debacle because we got some interesting information here. So 
through July 4th weekend, uh, you had some protesters demonstrate against the uh, Galveston Beach closures. Uh, it wasn't that many of them. It was a few of them. Uh, some of them took tickets. Um, you know, the, the only one that I saw had a point uh, was a guy at the end saying that, you know, I understand that the Texas Open Beaches Act is there to uh, ensure beaches are all open and less public safety is at issue. Um, what's the difference between um, July 4th and the 5th uh, and July 6th? Um, you know, that, whatever your stance is on it, you know, I, I think that uh, moving forward, uh, the cities might do a better job at uh, trying to control these crowds as they've expressed um, and limit, not control, I guess limit, but limit and, and control is kind of one and the same, in my opinion. Um, so, uh, today or yesterday, uh, the city, uh, Wednesday evening, uh, released some of their restrictions. So they're not going to have any beach closers, um, but they will adjust it if necessary. So, uh, if cases continue to go up, uh, I do believe we might get another closure. Um, but the rules are geared towards limiting crowds, uh, but not managing them. Uh, this is what Jim Yarbrough said. Um, so what they're planning on doing is uh, shut down the parking on the north side of Seawall Boulevard between 25th and 37th Street and restrict parking at Diamond Beach at the west end near Cove View Boulevard and at the east end near Fort Jan- San Jacinto, uh, Marissa Barnett said. Um and that's what uh, everyone could expect through Labor Day, Brian Maxwell said. Um, and he says there are provisions. These are provisions we've been using every weekend, um, which I highly doubt that they have been using it every weekend prior to that because, uh, I mean, I've seen people parking on both sides of the seawall and no, no parking signs up prior to. Um, but... Uh, they will be adjusting the COVID-19 crowd control restrictions as needed, he said. Okay, now, there's been some other stories, uh, like uh, three days ago, um, there was uh, a story in the Galveston Daily News that says Galveston's closure kept people away and came at a cost. Um, Now, I want you to keep that story in mind because some of the pushbacks over the closing... Um, uh, a day before, a little day before, two days before the, uh, 4th of July weekend, um, which Yarbrough said the new rule shouldn't affect hotels or short-term rental bookings. And then we go back to that story that I was speaking about, that it came at a cost. There, Gina Spagnola, the president of the Galveston Chamber of Commerce, um, said that she understands and respects the call as far as Corona in danger, but honestly, it was terrible for business. It was devastating. She also goes on to say, um, that people were canceling, uh, people were canceling their hotels, um, into the summer. Um, it wasn't just, uh, you know, that one weekend where everyone was, uh, canceling everything or, or slowing it down. Um, it was 
you know, sparked cancellations through the summer. So I don't really understand how uh, the Chamber of Commerce can say that uh, a string of cancellations happened um, uh, happened over the whole weekend or the whole summer. Um, but Yarbrough says the new rules shouldn't affect hotel bookings. So um, I think that maybe someone's being a little dishonest here. Um, in the terms of the economic impact of uh, what these closures did totally for the uh, entire island. But as we see, um, as according to the um, uh, Galveston Chamber of Commerce, we see the big cancellations of hotels uh, through the rest of the summer. Um, you know, restaurants like Guido's um, had, a, had a completely empty, empty, you know, dining room and kitchen. Um, which would be the busiest day of the year, uh, yet there were no orders to fill. Also, uh, anecdotally, uh, other restaurants that I, you know, I visited, um, just to kind of see what, where they were at were open, but almost nobody was there. It was kind of sad to see, um, even though it was, you know, uh, fit the objective of not having uh, people uh, packed in like sardines on the island. It's still... Uh, Still is hard to see because these uh, people rely on the tourism dollar in the summer months to kind of get through to the winter months because the island is not as sustainable as we would like uh, for people spending and, you know, eating out and whatnot. Uh, but I, I believe that's going to be a problem and as, if that's going to... Uh, cause a ripple effect down into the later months of the year for not being able to generate income through the summer. If we're going to have uh, light crowds like 4th of July weekend because of the closure and more people aren't going to come down, then, uh, you know, it's, and we have, you know, 60 days left. I mean, you know, Labor Day weekend's it. That's the last weekend that anyone relying on, uh, you know, concessionaires on the beach or your restaurants on the seawall relying on those people to come in here. It's going to be extremely hard for them to buckle down for the winter, um, survive. So I, I hate, to, I would hate to see, uh, businesses be, uh, close closing down because they can't afford to, uh, keep this open. Um, but you know, I also have another one, another strange thing that Yarrow said, um, he, he's gone Wednesday, so uh, next Wednesday on the 15th, so we'll have to worry about him anymore. But, um, you know, he said Moody Gardens and the Pleasure Pier don't draw people, but they are tourist attractions. Um, I do believe they do draw people, even though they do come here for the beaches as well. I think it's Galveston is a whole-encompassing um, island, and with when you have one and don't have the other, uh, you could see issues with, like we did, um, Closing down everything, you know, closing down the beaches, pretty much closed down the whole island. Um, also, uh, on the beaches, especially in uh, Bolivar, um, people said that, um, you know, Trosses, Henry Trosses said, the sheriff said that, you know, if there are some people that would go park cars, and if they weren't going anywhere, we'd let it go. You know, he doesn't know how many tickets were, were issued, uh, people were resistant. You had a, a specific time that they had to be on the beach in the morning, in the afternoon, and you know, that was, that was really hard to do it. Um, Judge Mark Henry said that because of Galveston uh, made a last-second call, it put them in a tough spot because of the amount of people that would have 
migrated from the Galveston beaches to go to Bolivar, it would have been uh, an absolute nightmare in logistics and uh, traffic would have been horrible. Um, okay, so back to those closures. Um, Craig Brown, um, who's going to be the mayor, uh, pro tem uh, on the 15th or 16th, I guess, right after Yarbrough leaves. He doesn't see the possibility of beaches being closed in the future. Um, also, uh, I find it funny because there was a story, I believe it was on the 24th of June in the Galveston Daily News. Or no, it was actually in the Houston Chronicle. And they report, Yarbrough reported that uh, they're not even thinking about closing the beaches. And he says, we don't even know how we enforce that. Um, and now they're arguing that the state didn't give them notice. Uh, they had authority to close beaches until last week. But in that same article um, on the 24th, uh, they said that the GLO said that they had not gotten any notice from the city of Galveston to close those beaches, um, which, which, you know, who's telling the truth here? Um, that's, that's my biggest question is I don't really see, uh, I mean, who's telling the truth? You know, was it, was it a last minute decision by the city of Galveston asking the GLO and the GLO just gave them the go ahead because it was a cascading effect from South Padre all the way up the whole uh, coast from the lower coast to the middle coast to the upper coast. Or was it the, I mean, GLO not saying anything to the city of Galveston until a week before, like they're alleging. Okay. So, you know, what's happening here is, you know, they're going to be, uh, the beach closures here or not the beach closures, the, the holiday weekend closures where, um, they can manipulate where they, uh, do the seawall closing, uh, to try to, you know, limit, uh, people down here. I find it very hard to do that. Um, after, um, you know, it's just, it, it's a deterrent. And, you know, when Yarbo says, I don't think the orders will be a deterrent, that's, that's just false. I mean, as you saw with the, with the, with the beach closures, it's a deterrent for people to come down to the island. Um, and I, my biggest concern is what are the, what are the, what's the implications short term and long term for not having the economic, uh, stimulation especially when people rely on those big weekends to generate income to survive through the uh through the summertime uh or through the wintertime uh and i just you know i i find it very hard and i really am going to be upset if small businesses suffer and the city of galveston uh prevails in getting um federal funds and you know does not put them towards the uh the small businesses um the, you know there's plenty of misuse of federal funds in galveston i mean look at look at some of the fema funds that we've had since ike that have not been spent i mean you know you're talking about 12 years ago we haven't uh spent all of our fema funds after ike when those things should have been uh implemented almost immediately uh after the storm, um, you know, there's a few other things that we could talk about. Um, the Galveston housing authority, uh, um, is deciding to, uh, move away from some of their original plans for HUD housing. And they're going to go back to uh, scatter sites. Um, I'm sure that we'll find out 
more uh, more what those uh, those speak to. Um, but the I guess the whole the whole point of this this particular week was looking at the or questioning the whole economic impact of closing the beaches down and the cascading effect that's going to have on small businesses who rely on people to come down to the island um, to keep them open. Um, you know, everyone has restaurants, uh, concessionaires, you know, the Pleasure Pier. I'm sure they've had to uh, take a lot of uh, hits in the pocketbook uh, in terms of, uh, you know, holding it down, but you know, it, it, it's, it's a tough decision, you know, getting it back open, um, and, uh, fighting this, the spread of this coronavirus. Um, um, if deaths are going down or stable or, you know, young people can be out there and, you know, healthy, you know, it's, you know, it's a, it's a tough decision. I'm not here to make that call. Uh, I'm just telling you how I see it, but what I also see is the importance of keeping small businesses open and keeping them uh, being able to generate income. Because at the end of the day, uh, they are the ones who keep uh, people coming down to Galveston uh, who spend money, not just come down here to party on the beach. Um, we want we want people to spend a dollar down here because those dollars do go towards uh, the community. Uh, and I don't mean the community through tax dollars. I mean the community through uh, small businesses. Uh, that's my biggest driving uh, force here is small businesses. You know, it's it's a it's a tough tough time for for those guys, and I think we need to. Uh, the city owes it to them to uh, to you know to to give, come to the plate if if there is some uh, financial hardship, and uh, if they do get any kind of federal funding, I really would uh, like to see them put it towards uh, helping small businesses. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, um, people need to feed their families and, uh, the people in the, in the city of Galveston, um, has taken almost no pay cuts. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to, to, to tell people to swallow a pill when you're still getting paid or, you know, benefiting from some kind of, uh, some operations and everyone else has to stop or cease their activities and, you know, and you have to abide by the people who are, you know, you have to abide by the rules. And, you know, I do as much as I can to keep myself safe, my family safe, um, in terms of, you know, wash my hands, wearing a mask, even though I don't like to wear a mask all the time. Um, I do, I go into public, I wear a mask, um, just because it's the right thing to do. Um, and on the law, uh, and I think it's important to, uh, to question the laws and policies and see if they're effective, but follow them if they're in place. Um, but always question them, see if they're effective. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys have a great weekend. It's going to be nice and sunny down here. Uh, minus some, uh, closures of the seawall parking on the North side. Um, I think we'll have a great weekend. Um, hope to see you guys out there. Uh, have a good one and remember stay salty.